Well, hello there. It is great to see you again, and welcome back to the show. It's your money and a cup of Joe, and I am Ryan Ruff. It's great to see you here. Great to have you back with us today on the show. As always, we have the star of our show in Mr. Joe Kaleo joining us for another wealth management discussion. That's what we do on this show. We dive into those strategies, those solutions, and ultimately the conversations that Joe is having with his clients on a regular basis, and we're bringing them right here to you on this show. Now, if you're a regular viewer or listener of this show you know that Joe and I we talk about you know philanthropic activity and you know giving to charities is a essential part of any given wealth plan well today what we're doing is we're diving me you know really deep into the idea of of you know the impact really that charitable giving can make upon your life now that being said let's look at it from a high level overview here when you're providing you know, meaningful financial support to causes that you care about, sure, the opportunity for tax breaks arise. So given the, you know, the ability to leverage some of these situations here, that's what we're going to get into today. We're going to be looking into, you know, different charitable giving strategies and of course the vehicles, you know, that can help get you started on that front or maybe even amplify your charitable giving opportunity or strategies that you already have in place. So with that being said, let's go ahead and bring Joe on and get today's conversation rocking and rolling. Joe, good to see you. How you doing today? Ryan, good to see you. Doing great. How about you? I'm doing well. Can't complain. I'm, I, I like today's topic. I'm excited about it. It's always fun when we get to talk charitable giving and making a real impact with wealth. So, Joe, as we typically do, we always start with kind of a high-level question for you. Let's get right into that. Charitable giving, I would imagine it's a topic that is you know very pertinent, near and dear to you. I know you've mentioned that here in prior episodes. But would, how much would you say is of an interest is there when you're bringing these conversations up to clients in the first place? I think there's a great interest by a lot of people. They're just not always sure how to do it or what's the best avenue to do it, right? I think back Steve Jobs, I think, of Apple was the one that said making a dent in the universe and most people want to have an impact of some kind, whatever big or however size their universe is, especially in their local community. They may think globally and act locally. And so we find that you know, roughly three out of four or seven out of 10 business owners continue to grow their wealth in such a way that they continue to have an impact in the charitable causes that are meaningful to them. So I think this is a topic that we see on a regular basis, but they're just not always sure how to do it. And so that's why we thought we'd talk about this today. No, I love it. And kind of sticking high level here, Joe, how does then the, you know, financial planning or just wealth planning as a whole really fit into this desire among clients to give back and make an impact on those causes they care about? Yeah, rarely do you fall into success accidentally and do it well, right? And so having a strategy is paramount because it goes back to the part of this conversation right at the start is because people are hesitant to do it if they don't have a plan. And so that's why when we sit down, we wanna have a designated plan and avenues of success that help get them to their ultimate destination of who they wanna to give to and how much they wanna to give to and know that their dollars are having meaningful success in the charitable causes that mean the most to them. Mm -hmm. And speaking of plan of a plan that is, let's get right into it, Joe. So where do you begin? What is that first step, that first approach, uh, you know, towards the issue of smart and effective charitable giving? Yeah, I think it takes on several forms and there are natural progressions that people can take in having that discussion then of 
where are they? What are the charities that mean the most to them? What are the dollar amounts? What do the structure of their assets look like? So getting an idea of the individual picture of each either person or couple or the group of what they want to accomplish, right? Because everyone's assets are structured a little differently. So some of it could be gifting now, some of it could be gifting later or a combination oftentimes of both, but understanding then what they have to work with and how they want to get to it is that design of the plan, that natural progression from them to others. How do we make that happen? So designing the plan and understanding their landscape and where they want it to go is the first step. Well, and it's interesting to hear you use that word progression because there's different levels and facets to this idea of charitable giving. So let's go through that, you know, that progression, Joe. Let's explore maybe some of the foundational methods, you know, of planned charitable giving. Walk us through some of the options that are available on this kind of ground floor level, if you will. Yeah, I think the first stop is their will. One, do they have a will? You know, 50% of all people don't even have a will, Ryan. Wow. So we, wow. we want to make sure that folks, one, have a will, and two, has it been reviewed lately to make sure that it's up to date, not only with their lifestyle or where they are in life, but also with the current estate planning rules, right? Just a simple uh, second review or a second opinion can be very helpful in just making sure that it's up to date in the way it should be. And then within that, a bequest. The bequest then is that transition of some assets before probate that then gives something from a person or a couple to a charity through the will from a bequest. It's a natural progression. It's an easy uh, progression and something simple and easy for folks to do. Roger that. So let's let's start moving our way into kind of next level here. What are some of those charitable giving strategies that you're seeing, Joe? Yeah, donor advised funds, Ryan, are often very common and becoming more popular as time has gone on. Uh, they're increasingly popular over the years. So as think of it as a, a charity invested pool of funds, right? Similar to mutual funds. And so from there, the asset you donate will earn a, a federal income tax deduction. And then oftentimes it's for the entire gift as it goes into the charitable fund then you can at your own pace, parcel it out to the various charities that you want and dollar amounts at different times. So you earn the deduction on the contribution, but then can still focus on various charities all in one year, over several years, lots of charities, few charities, but it gives you the ability to then write checks to the various entities that mean the most to you. So that's one. There's also a pooled income fund and pooled income funds are oftentimes that single charity investment vehicle. So similar, uh, but a little different, you may have some low cost basis investments, right? Could be real estate, could be individual stocks, could be any number of things, but things that often have a low income basis that you want to go to an individual charity along the way, and so you have those assets that are then accepted by the charity pooled income, and then a charity manages that asset for the fund, for that income tax deduction at the time of contribution, and you get the determined value based upon the time of contribution is your deduction. So those are the two next level type of deductions, and you want to make sure that they're going to the charities that you want them to go to. 
Of course. So so we've got the donor advised funds and pooled income funds there in those next level strategies. Joe, let's get into the big ones here now. Those advanced options that you're seeing philanthropists or would be philanthropists pursuing. Yeah. Charitable trusts are kind of the next step up. Charitable lead trust, charitable remainder trust. So let's go charitable remainder trust first, right? And this You've got a gift that goes into the trust and the trust then provides you income either for life or for a set number of years. Once the trust terminates, then those charities chosen by you will receive the remainder of the assets that are then in the trust. Charitable remainder, whatever remains goes to the charity, charitable remainder trust. Charitable lead trust, assets go in the trust and the charity receives an income either for your life or for a set period of time. And then once the trust terminates at the time that you've specified in the trust documents, the assets could either come back to you or passed on to heirs. So it could come back to you, to your estate or to your heirs at a later date. So the charity gets it in the lead and then comes back in some form. So those are the two common methods for charitable trusts. Now, you've also got private foundations. That's often an individual or family that's incredibly high net worth, ultra high net worth, and they'll structure it in such a way that they create their own profit, private nonprofit organization, right? That's where the ultra wealthy are, very much so. And so they generally have to distribute a certain amount each year, and currently it resides around 5%. That way, over time, that foundation is supposed to liquidate. It can last a very long time, but those are the based upon actuarial tables to eventually distribute out all of its assets. Got it. So, I mean, three different levels, if you will, of different charitable actions that you can be taken and really strategies, Joe, that I know you've worked with some clients. Um, Joe, if anybody out there is hearing us and they're interested in any one of those different, you know, strategies, depending on whichever level they're interested in giving back to a charity of their choice, what would you say is really that that first step? Or you're rather, who really should be involved in those discussions with somebody, uh, you know, that they can really look to for support and guidance and, or, you know, strategy and planning and all these things, who should somebody look to if they're looking to pursue one of those strategies? I think their trusted advisors are paramount to be involved. Now, there are those occasional do-it-yourselfers that want to do it, and you can still do it that way if you'd like, but oftentimes something could or will get missed. And so when you have a good accountant, a good estate planning attorney, a trusted wealth advisor, having those conversations in a circle of what are the assets, how are they structured, what are the tax ramifications, how are the tax savings going to benefit the giver, the gifter, if you will, that's having the conversations of what assets will be used, what will be passed on, what can be passed on to either those that are inheriting the estate, as well as those that can be passed on now. And having an overall structure and a strategy that's the inner circle of trusted advisors becomes very important to make sure that everyone's on board all at the same time. 
Yeah, I mean, how many times on this show have we talked about the importance of utilizing that trusted team of advisors? And and it still applies for this, for charitable giving, which is a strategy that can be, of course, leveraged, as we mentioned at the top of the show, uh, for a lot of different reasons. But, Joe, of course, while, yes, these strategies can maybe be leveraged for tax breaks, at the end of the day, you know, what would you say, though, is probably the most important aspect of charitable planning and giving back that somebody really needs to keep in mind if they're even going to take on this you know, this path forward in in any way, shape or form. Yeah. I think charity has to come first, right? Mm -hmm. We've been talking about how to give, but we've got to have a mindset of giving to charity first, because yes, charitable gifts can produce some great benefits to the donors, but if it's all about tax mitigation, there are some other strategies you can probably take advantage of that may suit you even better. So you want to make sure that you truly have some charities in mind that you want to make a difference to and with that you have on your radar, either you've always had on your radar or you're going to have on your radar. You're now at that point ready to make that difference. Great. Here's a chance for you to make that difference. If you don't sincerely care about meaningful difference with certain charities, I would say certainly let's look at a totally different path other than charitable giving. And that's, yeah, that's certainly good to know. And of course, something that our audience should be considering if they're thinking about this as an opportunity to maybe, let's say, mitigate taxes or leverage some other benefit from going through charitable giving. But Joe, as we're getting ready to wrap up here then today, let's say somebody out there, maybe they're interested in a deeper conversation about their own unique circumstances and whether or not charitable giving is is the right path they should be on. And maybe they want to reach out to you and your team to get a conversation going. What would would you say is the best way uh, they could get in touch with you guys to maybe open up a dialogue? Yeah, I think Ryan, give us a call or send us an email. We're happy to have a discussion around what the charitable giving or whatever function that they may have within financial planning. Happy to sit down, have a deep, detailed conversation about their goals, about their structure, about their assets, and then how to take them to the next step, right? Generally, 7% of people have a true financial plan, if that high. So if, it, if that's the case, there's a lot of opportunity to fine tune what people are doing, if not even improve on what they're doing. But we're happy to have that conversation. Uh, fantastic, Joe. Well, look, hey, I appreciate you carving some time out of your day to be with us and to jump into the idea of, of this charitable planning primer in today's episode. And uh, looking forward to being back with you on the next one. Thanks, Ryan. Great to see you. Great to see you, Joe, and thank you. And of course, once more, as as always, thank you to our audience for jumping aboard and being with us here on the show today. If you liked what you saw and you took something away from today's conversation, hit that like button, leave a comment for us, maybe subscribe to the show on whichever platform you're checking us out on today. But the most important is sharing this information with friends and family, maybe business owners, anybody that you think might find their way into a charitable giving situation. Because at the end of the day, we're bringing the strategies and solutions, the recommendations that Joe and his team work on. And we're bringing them right here to you guys on this show. We've got great topics teed up. You know, today was charitable giving. Tomorrow could be a different episode, different topic. But nonetheless, great material all the way around. So for Mr. Joe Kaleo, I'm Ryan Ruff. We're going to go ahead and say so long, but we appreciate you being with us on today's installment of Your Money and a Cup of Joe.
This presentation is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. The views and opinions expressed may not be those of UBS Financial Services Incorporated. UBS Financial Services Incorporated does not verify and does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information presented. This material is made available for use by CEG. Neither UBS Financial Services Incorporated nor any of its employees provide tax or legal advice. You should consult with your personal tax or legal advisor regarding your personal circumstances. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services Incorporated offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC registered broker dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that clients understand the ways in which we conduct business, that they carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide to them about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review the PDF document at UBS.com slash relationship summary. UBS Financial Services Incorporated is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA, member SIPC. Joe Kaleo at Kaleo Wealth Management Group, UBS Financial Services Incorporated, office address 200 West Highway 6, Suite 400 in Waco, Texas, 76712.